0: Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Locked on ACC, March 25th, 2020. It is Wednesday. I'm Brian Lomer. I'm your host. I am from FB Schedules and College Hoops Digest. What a day. What a day. We'll take another tournament throwback today. You'll find out where we're going in just a minute. Before we go anywhere, you can contact us on Twitter. You can follow us at LockedOnACC. You can also email us LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can follow me individually on Twitter. I am at SportsMatters. I would love to hear from you, your thoughts, your input, your voice memos, whatever you may want to share. I had a tournament throwback planned for today. However, we've had a request for a tournament throwback. So we'll get to that one first and then the one I had planned a little bit later on in the week. So... Everybody, jump in, throw on your seatbelts, and take a ride. Today, we hop in and go 36 years into the past to 1984, the tournament throwback. Take you around the world, around the ACC, and around the NCAA from 1984. Some of the happenings in the world, January 1st of 84, the bell system. You'll recall when we used to have actual landlines. The bell system broken up, so Pac-Bell, Bell Bell South, all of them with whom you grew up. They all became those individual bells, January 1st, 1984. January 22nd, the Raiders over the Redskins 38-9, they won the Super Bowl. You may also recall or have seen on YouTube or something the first Apple computer ad that ran during that game. It's still out there. The 1984 Winter Olympics in Sarajevo, February 8th through 19th. The Bruce Springsteen Born in the USA record drops June 4th. We'll talk more about that in a bit. Metallica releases Ride the Lightning July 27th. The 1984 Summer Olympics in LA July 28th through August 12th. The current version of Jeopardy that you all love and watch and everything else began September 10th of this year. Happy Days canceled September 24th. The Terminator released October 26th. And Ronald Reagan wins re-election November 6th, 1984. Birthdays from this year. Jeff Francoeur and Kim Jong-un share the same birthday. That's an odd combination. January 8th. Brad Keselowski, February 12th. Chris Bosch, March 24th. Prince Fielder, former Brewers' first baseman, May 9th. Mark Zuckerberg, born May 14th of 1984. And then it starts to get really weird. Carmelo Anthony, May 29th. Raymond Felton, June 26th. Khloe Kardashian, June 27th. Rashad McCants, former UNC star, September 25th. And Katy Perry, October 25th. couple of celebrity deaths in 1984. Ray Kroc, you'll recall him, January 14th. Marvin Gaye, April 1st, and Andy Kaufman, May 16th. Your top three songs of 1984. Number three, Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson Say, 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 Tina Turner's What's Love Got to Do With It, number two, and Prince's When Doves Cry, number one, in 1984. There were only five records that hit the number one spot through the entire year. They were Michael Jackson's Thriller up through April 21st, the Footloose soundtrack through June 30th, Huey Lewis and the News Sports had one week following Footloose's reign. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA was number one all of July. And the Purple Rain soundtrack was number one from August through the end of the year. And finally, your top three grossing films of 1984. Number three, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, $179,870,271. Ghostbusters, number two, $229,242,989 and Beverly Hills Cop, the top-grossing movie of 1984, and a great one. $234,760,478. So there's your spin around the world in 1984. Now to the ACC, where North Carolina went undefeated. 14-0, regular season 28-3 overall. Maryland behind them, 9-5, 24-8. Wake Forest, 7-7, 23-9. Duke, 7-7, 24-10, Georgia Tech, 6-8, 18-11, Virginia, 6-8, 21-12, more on the who's later, NC State, 4-10, 19-14, and Clemson, 3-11, 14-14. Your all-ACC superlatives in 1984, player of the year, a guy you might know, Mike Jordan, probably remember that name, maybe, rookie of the year, Bruce Dalrymple, of Georgia Tech, the all-ACC teams, first team, Mark Price of Georgia Tech, Mark Allery of Duke, Lorenzo Charles of NC State coming off a national title, which we'll probably get to at some point in these features, and Sam Perkins and that might guy, first team. Second team, Kenny Green of Wake Forest, Othell Wilson, Virginia, Anthony Teachy of Wake Forest, Johnny Dawkins of Duke, and Ben Coleman of Maryland. Your 1984 ACC men's basketball tournament. Only eight teams. So we start with the quarterfinals. North Carolina over Clemson in the 1-8 game, 78-66. Duke needs overtime to beat Georgia Tech in the 4-5 contest, 67-63. Maryland over NC State in the 2-7 game, 69-63. And Wake Forest beats Virginia 63-51 in the 3-6 game. So an all-chalk semifinal, but not chalk for long as Duke, the four-seed, beats Carolina in the first semi, 77-75. The other semifinal, Maryland, beats Wake Forest 66-64. So we have a Duke-Maryland final. The Terrapins beat the Blue Devils 74-62. The Maryland Terrapins, the 1984 ACC champion, lefty Drizelle's first ACC title as Terrapins head coach, the MVP Len Bias of Maryland, and again, I've said this 15 times, I'll say it again. If you've not seen the 30 for 30 on Len Bias, go find it, go watch it. You have all the time in the world on your hands. It is definitely worth viewing. So there, a look around the world in 1984, a look around the ACC tournament in 1984. Five ACC teams made the NCAA tournament. We'll find out how they did and how everybody else did in the NCAA tournament. Next, you're listening to Locked on ACC. More right after this. Welcome back to Locked on ACC. March 25th, 2020. We are in the middle of a tournament throwback to 1984. As we continue to take you back to past ACC and NCAA tournaments. Since we don't have one to watch this year. We've taken you through the world in 1984 the ACC Tournament in 1984, now on to the NCAA Tournament. First of all, let's tell you where all of these games took place. We had play-in rounds in 1984 because we had 53 teams. It was the final tournament that we had with 53 teams. As you recall from listening to the 1985 program, we went to 64 teams the following year. But with this being the last year, 53, we had some play-in games. The East and West regions were in the Palestra in Philadelphia, the Mid-East and Midwest regions, in the UD Arena in Dayton. So all of the play-in stuff went through those two sites. The first and second rounds, the East Regionals, the Charlotte Coliseum in Charlotte, again, rest in peace, and Brendan Byrne Arena in East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Mid-East, the BJCC Coliseum in Birmingham, and another arena that we miss the Mecca in Milwaukee, the Midwest, the Devaney Sports Center in Lincoln. I honestly cannot recall the last time I saw a regional being played in Lincoln. So I guess this would be the last one that I've seen. Maybe. I don't have any recollection of any sense. I don't have any recollection of that particular regional for obvious reasons. But the Devaney Sports Center in Lincoln, one of those sites, the Mid South Coliseum in Memphis, the other. if you're a wrestling fan, you know that venue. The West, the Beasley Coliseum in Pullman, Washington, and the Special Events Center in Salt Lake City. The Regional Finals and Semi-Finals, the East, the Omni in Atlanta, the Mideast, Rupp Arena in Lexington, the Midwest, St. Louis Arena in St. Louis, and the West, Pauley Pavilion at UCLA. That's interesting. The Final Four, the Kingdome in Seattle, Seattle hosting the Final Four for the first time in 32 years that year. Also joined the Astrodome and the Superdome as multi-purpose stadiums to host a Final Four. Let's take you through the brackets, tell you how the ACC teams did and how everybody else did. We'll start in the East. There were two play-in games in the East between two 11-seeds and two 12-seeds. The 11-seed game, Northeastern beat LIU 90-87 to play their way in, and Richmond beat Ryder 89-65 to play its way in. Richmond would have a fairly significant win over a soon-to-be ACC school later on in the 80s, but we won't talk about that one right now. The first round actually featured an ACC team. Virginia, the 7-seed played as part of the first round after the play-in games. They were in East Rutherford, New Jersey. They faced Iona. Cavaliers over the Gales 58-57 in a matchup that I'm pretty sure would not happen these days. But fun to look back on from then. Virginia placed just two scores in double figures that day. Othel Wilson, 17 points. Olden Polanyce, a double-double, 14 points, 10 boards. Future Dallas Mavericks coach Rick Carlisle also started in that game for UVA. He had eight points. The Hoos took just 44 shots, but made 25 of them, 56.8%. However, eight of 20 from the line were the Hoos. Iona had one scorer, score almost half of its points. Steve Burt with 28 points for the Gales. He took 19 shots, hit 13 of them. He made one more shot than Rory Grimes attempted for Iona. Rory Grimes did not hit a single one of those shots. Iona 24-56, 43% from the deck in that first round game. So Virginia moves on. Another number one seed that's an ACC school, that being the North Carolina Tar Heels playing at Charlotte. Temple beats St. John's 65-63 in an 8-9 game to get the advantage such as it is of playing the Tar Heels in Charlotte. Carolina dispatches of Temple 77-66. Richmond, after getting that 12-seed play in, beats Auburn 72-71, then falls to Indiana 75-67. So Carolina, Indiana in one of the regional semis. VCU beating Northeastern in the 6-11 game. VCU goes on to face Syracuse, a future ACC team. Syracuse beats VCU 78-63. Syracuse onto the regional semi, and I don't think people expected what happened next. Virginia, after getting that win over Iona, advances on to the next round in East Rutherford and faces second seeded Arkansas. Virginia, over the Razorbacks, 53-51, they advance on. So two ACC teams in regional semis, one won, one didn't. The one that didn't, Carolina faces Indiana and falls 72-68 in a regional semi, sending Indiana through to the regional finals. In that game, two Tar Heels accounted for 39 of the 68 points that Carolina scored. Sam Perkins with 26, Michael Jordan with 13. The other starters that scored for Carolina, Kenny Smith, 8 points, Matt Doherty, 7 points, and Brad Doherty, 3 points. Carolina, 26 of 62, 41.9% from the field. Three Hoosiers in double figures. Steve Alford, 27. The legendary Uwe Blob with 16, and Stu Robinson with 14. So Indiana's on to the regional final, where it would face Virginia. These seven-seeded Cavaliers beat Syracuse 63-55. So Virginia has knocked out the two and three seeds in the East region, getting to the regional final in Atlanta where the Cavaliers are again victorious. UVA 50, Indiana 48. Advancing on to the Final Four that year, Jim Miller, the Princeton-West Virginia legend, 19 points for the Hoos, Olden Polynese with 12. Virginia 18 of 39 in that game. 39 shots. 46.2%. Better from the line, 14 of 18, 77.8%. Two Indiana players in double figures, Uwe Blob with 12, and Mike Giomi, who later transferred to NC State, so another ACC tie here, he had 12. 21 of 45 from the field, were the Hoosiers 46.7%. So Virginia onto the Final Four, putting one ACC team in our Final Four in Seattle. Onto the East, where we had another ACC school, get to them in just a second. The play-in there, Moorhead State beat North Carolina A&T 70-69, Kentucky the one seed in this region. They beat BYU, then beat Louisville, and went on to the regional final. Then in the bottom half of that bracket, West Virginia beats Oregon State in the 11-6 game, 64-62, setting up the backyard brawl in Birmingham, where Maryland hammers West Virginia, the three over the 11, 102-77, the Terrapins then went on to face the second seed, Illinois, who had gotten past Villanova, 64-56, Villanova the seventh seed, and the fighting Illini knock out Maryland, 72-70 in Lexington, leaving Kentucky to play a regional final on its home deck. Before we get to that, though, four Terrapins in double figures, Adrian Branch with 19, Len Bias with 16, Ben Coleman 12, Herman Veal 10, Maryland, 30 of 62 from the field, 48.4%. All five Illinois starters in double figures. George Montgomery with 15, Doug Altenberger and Quinn Richardson with 12 apiece, and Bruce Douglas and Ephraim Winters with 11 each. The Illini, 27 of 46, 58.7% from the field. They only hit 18 of 30 free throws, though. So Kentucky in the regional final in Lexington against Illinois, the Wildcats victorious 54-51. So Kentucky onto the final four, We've got two of your final four in Seattle set, Virginia, the seven seed from the east and Kentucky, the one seed from the Mideast. Two more spots in the final four to fill and the final four to recap. We'll do that next. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Back right after this. Hey folks, Brian here. Let me tell you about my secret weapon for learning new things and getting ahead. It's really hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more with as busy as we all are. And when you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique, and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information, from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people just like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library, from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest title from the bestsellers lists, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but never had the time to. I like Blinkist because it gives me the main points of a book, which helps me evaluate what I want to make time to read in full later. I can use it anytime when I'm driving going for a walk, or just want to take 15 minutes to enjoy a book with Blinkist. You get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and all for one low price right now for a limited time. Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B L I N K I S T Blinkist.com NBA to start your free seven day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it today. Welcome back to Locked on ACC, March 25th, 2020. You've heard half of the NCAA tournament and half of the Final Four. Now to take you through the final half, we'll start in the Midwest Another play-in game in the Midwest, Alcorn State beats Houston Baptist 79-70 to advance on. DePaul, the number one seed, yes, DePaul, more on them in a bit. We have one ACC school in the Midwest Regional, that being Wake Forest. Wake Forest would get a bye in the first round of this tournament and would face Kansas in a 4-5 game, Kansas beating Alcorn State 57-56, the Jayhawks. Then fall to Wake Forest, 69-59. So Wake Forest advances on where it will play DePaul. We mentioned that the Blue Demons were the number one seed in this region in Lincoln. DePaul beats Illinois State 75-61 after Illinois State had knocked off Alabama in the opening round, 49-48. So Wake Forest then plays Kansas. Three Demon Deacons in double figures. Wake Forest shoots 28-58, of 58, 48.3% from the field in dispatching of Kansas. Wake then moves on to play DePaul, where it beats DePaul. 73-71, the victory for the Demon Deacons. Again, three Demon Deacons in double figures, paced by Kenny Green with 25. This is the DePaul teams with Dallas Comagies, if you remember that name. Comagies led the Blue Demons with 17 points. Wake Forest shot 27 of 62, 43.5% in that victory. So Wake Forest advances on to the regional final in St. Louis. The bottom half of that bracket, Houston earns the number two seed. After Louisiana Tech wins the 10-7 game against Fresno State, Houston then beats Louisiana Tech 77-69 and beats Memphis in St. Louis after the first two rounds were played in Memphis. Houston 78, Memphis 71. Houston and Wake Forest for the Midwest region title. Houston defeats Wake Forest 68 63, bringing to an end the Wake Forest run. Four Deeks in double figures in that game Kenny Green 18, Anthony Tichy 13, Delaney Rudd 12, and Mark Klein 10 for Wake Forest, who was 28 of 57 from the field, 49.1%. Oh, there's a guy you might have remembered the name too as well a guy named Muggsy Bogues who played two minutes for Wake Forest in that game. Three Cougars in double figures, Hakeem Olajuwon, 29 points, 12 boards, Michael Young, 15 points, and Ricky Winslow, 10, for the Cougars, who shot 51.8%, 29 of 56 from the floor. So three of your final four teams for 1984 are set, Virginia, Kentucky, and Houston, which leaves us only the West. The West had one ACC representative as well. We'll get to that in just a second. Georgetown, your one seed in the West, they went to Pullman, Washington, beat ninth-seeded SMU in a game that I never saw and frankly never want to see, Georgetown 37-36 over SMU. If YouTube has that, they might want to delete it and never show it again. Georgetown then moves on to face fifth-seeded UNLV in Los Angeles, Hoyas 62-48 over the Running Rebels, so the Hoyas onto the regional final in L.A., the bottom half of the bracket, Duke, the three seed, and Duke eliminated in its first game. Six-seeded Washington, 80-78 to 78 victors over the Blue Devils. NBA legend Detlef Schrempf, one of four Washington players in double figures, pacing the Huskies, he had 30 points. Shaq Williams, 14, Paul, 48, 13, Reggie Rogers, 10 for Washington, who was 31-44 of 44 from the field, 70.5%. Duke shot 56.5% and had four scores in doubles, and it wasn't enough. Johnny Dawkins, 22 points, 6 of 11 from the field. Mark Allery, 20, 7 of 11 from the field. Dave Henderson, 14 off the bench, 6 of 10. And Jay Billis, 10 points, 2 of 3 from the field, 6 of 6 from the line. So Duke eliminated in its first game by a hot-shooting Washington club. Washington knocked out in the next round by Tennessee seed Dayton, who had beaten LSU and Oklahoma the seven and two seeds prior, Dayton 64 58 over Washington, then to the championship game of that regional where Georgetown eliminates the Flyers and ends the Cinderella story 61 49, the Hoyas victors over the Flyers. So Georgetown, your fourth Final Four team, sets up a Final Four with two ones, a two, and a seven. Georgetown faces Kentucky in the battle of the two ones. Georgetown 53 Kentucky 40 so the Wildcats eliminated Georgetown onto the final in Seattle Virginia then plays Houston Houston gets the 49-47 victory over the Cavaliers in the other national semifinal two Cavaliers in double figures Othell Wilson and Jim Miller with 12 apiece Wilson 5 of 12 from the field Miller 6 of 15 Virginia 21 of 54 From the field, 38.9%. Houston, with just two double-figure scorers. Michael Young, 17. Hakeem Olajuwon, 12. Olajuwon piled in 11 rebounds on that as well. 21 of 42. 50% for the Cougars in that game. So it is Georgetown and Houston for the national title. The Hoyas, 84-75 victors in that contest. Three Cougars in doubles. Alvin Franklin, 21. Michael Young, 18. Olajuwon, 15, 31 of 56, 55.4% from the field, where the Cougars wasn't good enough, though. Georgetown, led by Reggie Williams off the bench, 19 points, 9 of 18 from the field. David Wingate, 16 points, 5 of 10. Michael Graham, 14 off the bench. Michael Jackson, 11. Patrick Ewing, 10 for the Hoyas, who were 34 of 60, 56.7%. So Georgetown, your 1984 national champion, but lots of ACC representation in this tournament and in the Final Four. Your all-tournament team, Alvin Franklin, Hakeem Olajuwon, Michael Young of Houston, Michael Graham, and Patrick Ewing of Georgetown, but lots of ACC names. In fact, we had five players make all-region teams from ACC schools. Jim Miller, Olden Polonese, and Sam Perkins. Miller and Polonese from Virginia, Perkins from North Carolina on the East all-region team and Kenny Green and Delaney Rudd from Wake Forest on the Midwest All-Region team. So there you have it. Your 1984 look around the world, look around the ACC, and look around the NCAA. Another tournament throwback in the books. We'll have another one back here tomorrow. Before we get back to you, though, if you want to contact us, you can tweet us. We are at LockedOnACC. Send us an email, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can also follow me individually on Twitter. Twitter. I am at sports matters until tomorrow. This has been locked on ACC. I'm Brian Wilmer. Thanks for joining. Have a good one. See you tomorrow.